Hello, I'm Sam Amon, and this is History in Five-ish Minutes, a new episode format for the Art of Asymmetrical Warfare podcast. Today we'll discuss the five tactics the IRA used to defeat the British during the Irish War of Independence. Tactic 1. Reject the oppressor's government and tools of enforcement. In 1905, Arthur Griffith created the Sinn Féin Party, and one of their core tenets was refusing to participate in British Parliament. Following Easter Rising, they swept the elections but refused to sit in Parliament, instead creating their own, the Dáil. They also implemented a boycott of the Royal Irish Constabulary, the RIC, denying the British's method of enforcement the ability to maintain law and order. The Dáil would later replace the police and court systems with their own police force and justice system. Tactic 2. Population Control The IRA relied on a com- complicit population, although this wasn't always given willingly. While the Dáil and GHQ controlled most of Dublin, they had little ability to reinforce or supply forces in areas such as Cork and Mayo counties. The men were reliant on food and shelter from the local population. The fact that they could disappear from British sight by melting into the populace was one of the major reasons why the British had such a hard time reasserting its dominance over Ireland. There's a strong woman-led support system where women such as Constance Markievicz, Margaret Stinnader, Kathleen Clark, and many others served as couriers, spies, weapon smugglers, secretaries, and lookouts often offering their homes as safe houses for both weapons and people. The populace, however, wasn't always willing to support the IRA. When this happened, the IRA resorted to methods of intimidation, abuse, and sometimes even execution. Tactic 3. Prison Wars The IRA weren't the first to take the war into the prisons, but they may be the most famous for it. The IRA used the prisons to organize, develop Republican doctrine, and continue their war against the British. While in prison, men demanded to be recognized as political prisoners, and when that demand was not met, they went on the blanket, which means they stopped wearing their prison uniform and just wore their blankets, refused to follow orders, and went on a hunger strike, some, like Terence McSweeney, dying in the process. Tactic 4. Utilize your strengths, ambushes, flying columns, and strong local commanders. The IRA knew they could never win a regular war against the British Empire, so they utilized their strengths when they could. GHQ was never going to effectively manage the many IRA units, so they relied on local commanders to keep good discipline, plan attacks, and manage popular support. The IRA couldn't be organized like a normal army unit, so they created the concept of a flying column, a handful of men who could be called together at a moment's notice to launch an attack against the British forces and disappear into the countryside or into the populace as soon as the attack was over. While assassinations, such as Bloody Sunday, stick in people's minds, the IRA's greatest method of attack against the British was the ambush. They would lay traps in country roads and swarm the British forces, being careful not to overexert themselves. They would launch raids against weakly held barracks, sometimes burning them to the ground before disappearing. In 1919, they were so successful at driving the local police forces out of their own barracks that the British had to create a quasi-paramilitary unit, the Black and Tans, and then later the Auxiliaries, to combat the IRA. Tactic 5. Intelligence Michael Collins may be one of the most famous IRA men from this period, and his expertise was twofold, finance and intelligence. 
During the Irish War of Independence, intelligence involved getting to know the British forces and using that knowledge to pick off important British officers when the opportunity presented itself. Collins had a handful of spies within the castle who reported faithfully to him throughout the war. While many of these spies were men, Collins also utilized the numerous women secretaries and typists the castle employed. Collins also created the Squad, a group of 12 to 15 assassins who he deployed against the British whenever he could. It was the squad who had formed the core of men responsible for Bloody Sunday. While it is an exaggeration to say that Bloody Sunday shattered British intelligence within, within Ireland, the brutal assassinations, combined with the unpredictable ambushes, were enough to convince the British that they had more to lose continuing the war than negotiating a peace settlement. These are just some of the tactics the IRA used to defeat the British during the Irish War of Independence. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our entire catalog on our website, www.samswarroom.com, as well as Spotify and iTunes. Please consider making a donation to our Ko-fi and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, wash your hands, practice social distancing. If you're in the U.S., please vote. It's never been more important. Vote and stay safe.